welcome to episode number 41 of the Darkwing Duck podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for and by lovers of the classic 90s cartoon Darkwing Duck. I, of course, am the terror that flaps in the night, otherwise known as Daryl. With me today, again, I want to introduce one of my favorite co-hosts that, that's there. Uh, he is the fast food that comes back to haunt you. Sergio, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, man, doing quite well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> Did you catch the latest episode that we were talking about this week? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this is going to go really well. And also, also join, uh, joining us today is one of my other favorite uh, podcast hosts of all time. He is the grade curve that gives you an F. Kevin, how you doing, man? Whoa, I'm doing pretty decent, you know. I got my cup of coffee on the right side. And on the left, I got a bunch of wires, you know, <laughs> like for the microphone and all that, so... I'm good to go, man. Let's get dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's oh. get dangerous. Of course. Again, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I go back to the well way too much. We are the Nintendo Jump Podcast. Uh, it is the week of April Fools, in which we had our entire Discord community raided by Darkwing Duck all of a sudden. That was that was kind of interesting. So uh, it's carrying over to our actual show, but. Man, we actually have a few topics for you guys today, so without further ado, I'm going to throw it over. Kevin, what are we talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked, Daryl, because we're going to talk about Bada Bing Labo VR What What Newsflash, and then... This is the hottest of news. <laughs> oh yeah, hop the press, yeah, so we got that, and then we also got Gaming Slumps. Gaming Slumps, mm-hmm. The one thing that a lot of us have experienced. And then, last but not least, a question from each of us and JPers. That's all I got. With that being said, <laughs> Labo VR, Sergio, aka Lieutenant Surge, take it away. Hey, so we just heard actually like a couple of minutes before yeah. we started recording, <laughs> yeah. which is quite convenient. <laughs> it's a blessing from heaven for oh. all podcasters. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, Super Mario Odyssey and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild are getting VR support official and it's coming out in a couple of weeks only, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Did you guys expect this at all? Like at all? Absolutely not. I mean, I was so focused on just, you know, playing some Yoshi and then playing Final Fantasy X, X2 Remastered when it comes out mid-April. But then when this came out, I'm like, what? (laughs) And now I'm just trying to recollect my my gaming priorities now so that's my <laughs> initial thought <laughs> well yeah so i mean we you know the 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 announcement of of labo vr came in and went and we didn't really talk about it here just mostly because we had other things to talk about and and labo is this kind of side project that they've been working on it was interesting to see vr for sure uh with the switch basically held up to your face uh, interesting, <laughs> but now now they've gone and done it, and they've said, "Well, hey, you know our two biggest, probably uh, two biggest games here, um, yeah, those are supported." <laughs> I mean, it- I, I don't know what to say. Like this, I don't, I don't know how it's gonna work. I don't know if you actually have to hold the thing up to your face because they have not shown like straps to hold it there, and even right. like the promo picture has Mario literally holding the thing up to his face. So, like this will be really great for that ten minutes you can do it. But I- <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. 
Yeah, you know, I, I was expecting uh, things like this for more for like the the other type of games like Snipper Clips or even One Two Switch, like a VR little edition. But like you said, Nintendo's going out with the big guns. I I'm kind of expecting to see maybe Mario Kart on VR. Imagine that'll be pretty intense. <laughs> oh my, oh my god, two hundred two hundred CC of people just be <laughs> passing out left and right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I would love to play Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on VR, particularly in Mute City. Oh, as the oh. Blue Falcon, because I just I still want to play F Zero again. <laughs> oh man, I. I'm and just, we're back. Okay, but man, I, every all roads lead to F Zero. That's crazy. Well, I mean, when you think of VR, I mean, you want to be. You want to be in the game. I like, don't want to play F Zero in VR. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, some that of sounds us do. absolutely <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> Well, if there's a way for it to not be nauseating, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just living the pipe dream right now with that. I think that would be awesome. You hear a Nintendo make a F Zero VR game? I mean, I will drop everything <laughs> just for that. No, but for <laughs> real though, I, I, it's a great opportunity to showcase the VR. It is very surprising that it's coming out this soon. I mean, just looking at the stuff that like is on their website. I mean, like you guys said, two biggest games with. Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, just man, ah, I, I have to reprioritize my gaming backlog now. And I mean, this is this is gonna sell pretty well. I can see it selling pretty well. But I'm just kind of curious, <laughs> yeah. like, how much is it gonna cost? Like, what's the what's the price of it gonna be? Like, well, um, it's it's seventy dollars or seventy nine ninety nine uh, for the full kit. And I think ooh. you can get just the goggles. Uh, forget what that is, but it's cheaper. That's forty dollars. It's not good. that much. That yeah, pretty good actually. Wow. Ooh. So if you just and I was curious about them releasing just the like the the basic kit, this makes it make perfect sense. Yeah, yes. if you just want to play Zelda with VR with some cardboard and the Switch in it strapped or I guess held up to your face. Now, <laughs> I mean, if even if uh, the actual Labo kit does not strapped to your face or, or anything like that you know there's going to be some aftermarket things that allow you to do it and oh, just yes. kind of hold it up there so that's almost absolutely going to happen it's just this is this is wild <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty much speechless i mean man oh my god and i think it's 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 only gonna go from there i i kind of see uh, alarms like a spectating mode where you can spectate via vr mm. i definitely want to see something with yoshi's crafted world because that game is just beautiful and and mm. it plays with perspective a lot yeah right. imagine yeah just uh, watching the the stages unfold and develop in front of you via vr that would be cool and you know what else and this could explain a lot of things this could explain the massive delay for Animal Crossing. Well, not delay, just waiting for info. <laughs> massive. If it has VR support from day one, I can see it. Man, that. So, if Animal Crossing <laughs> has VR, are you ever taking that thing off your your face, <laughs> Serge? I'll try. I'll try. Oh man. <sighs> what do, I mean? What about? What about Metroid? Like you could one thousand percent do some sort of VR Metroid experience. Now, oh yeah. I mean that said, I like VR has a very very rocky history of you know I've been I've been kind of making jokes about it, but it actually has like made people sick and pass out and things when the screen resolution and refresh rate are not uh, exactly optimal. Right and. The I I will say that the Switch screens resolution and refresh rate are not exactly optimal, so I'm very curious to see how this is actually going to work. And I 
I don't know exactly how hopeful I am for it, but it's definitely cool to see the big guns coming out. Like, that is very interesting. You know, wouldn't it be cool to have... Okay, I'm just thinking Super Smash in VR. I don't know. <laughs> Would that work? <laughs> also sounds nauseating. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really nauseating, yeah. I mean, it's like, hard to keep up with on the TV screen, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. But I'm just imagining me as Ness, and then just, like, you know, PK Thunder, and then, like, you know, I just I do that thing, and... <laughs> I, I you know go back to the stage and be able to hit other people. I don't know. I yeah. I it can be a little nauseating. I mean, my personal experience with VR. I used to own a Samsung Gear VR, and I really liked. One of my favorite things to use with it was the roller coaster thing. I'm I always I love roller coasters myself, and I think just being able to have that experience, you know, with VR is always a fun time. And I mean, just knowing that it's going to be on Nintendo, like on, on the switch, I, I just, <sighs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious how far they're going to take it. Like whether they're going to release it, it's yeah, you got a little mode in, in Mario Odyssey and you can control the camera with your face in, in Zelda. And that's, yeah, that's it. That hey, cool experience. Right guys. Mm-hmm. Um, or mm-hmm. if, if they actually kind of double down on this VR effort and actually start potentially making some games because, uh, one of the cool, the actually rather cool looking uh, VR games was this. I, I forget the name of it right now, but this boxing game, and Ooh, basically cool. it kind of looked like a punch out game, but you were actively controlling the the gloves. So hey, why not punch out? I mean, there there's a series that's just yeah. kind of begging for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could imagine some sort of functionality in like Luigi's Mansion, right? Like looking around trying to actually point the. Uh, flashlight in the right direction to actually get the ghost that could be a lot of fun too like there's a lot of potential <laughs> with mm. nintendo games i just i'm curious to see exactly how far you know how dedicated they are to it or whether this is just a toy which honestly i'm okay with if it is like yes. if if, mm-hmm. if this right. is just a hey this is fun you know kind of kind of similar to how the other labo kits are it's definitely a toy i'm all right with that uh, if it's something bigger, I'm, I mean, color me intrigued. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, and you know, to to bring it as far back as last week, when we discussed a potential new Switch version or, or hardware, maybe the portable one is gonna have a better resolution, better refresh mm. rate, and even lighter, so it's easier to play VR. I mean, it's very. We don't possible. know all the details yet. Yeah, that could happen. That would be great to announce at E3. I mean, just. Like that one-two punch. I mean, how cool would that be? Uh, yeah, I. Man, Nintendo's always surprising us left and right. Th- this year's been pretty interesting. I mean, just with, you know, <laughs> we we had a really good indie showcase um, a while back, and now we have the VR kit thing. And I'm like, man, I don't even know. Like, no, I I'll pat myself on the back for that one because earlier I did say that this year was going to be super interesting, mm. and I've been saying that for a while just because this is one of those, this is one of those oddball Nintendo years where they're just kind of releasing these random games. Uh, for example, uh, Best Buy just had a leak with a ton of games showing up on their yeah. website as listings, including uh, Zelda link to the past, which <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> and, and a few others just like showing up out of nowhere. I don't know. Like, there's there's some crazy stuff going on, and I for one am super enjoying it. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope that's coming through. I hope you guys hear it because I'm I'm really enjoying all these little tidbits that are coming out. Yeah, definitely. I it's always exciting when things like this leak out and just the potential of 
you know, playing a game like A Link to the Past again on the Switch, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a remake, but just having it on the Switch is, would be incredible, and uh, it's, mm, I mean, it's been like Rumor City, <laughs> left and right. Just with all <laughs> it really these, has. Yeah. You and, know, for, for that one, what, what I was thinking is, what if it's included with Link's Awakening? Like, if you oh, buy the right. retail one, yeah, it's both be, of them, or you can download either one. Which would be so a gigantic <laughs> mic drop. Like, that would just be like... <laughs> Oh yeah, that Link's Awakening game that you were thinking, yeah, maybe it wasn't worth the sixty bucks. Oh, yeah. it also includes Link to the Past. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. Man, no, I mean, like that. I don't know. I, I, I think that's worth eighty. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also a rumor that uh, both the Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD will come to the eShop fairly soon, and. Oh. <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's rumors. I have no idea what the validity of any of them is because every one that comes out seems to be like backed by a really good source with a couple insiders saying, "Yes, this is absolutely happening." And we're we're all just kind of sitting here going, "Really?" <laughs> and yeah. there's a lot, but there's none for an Animal Crossing, which is mm, sad. well, well, yeah. I mean. Any uh, man, I've seen a lot of chatter on Animal Crossing lately. People are getting restless. Uh, the the villagers are starting to revolt. So watch out, Nintendo. No pitchforks. Animal Crossing. I, I can't shake it. That that is Animal Crossing is is mostly a known quantity. Like you know what you're getting with it. It it would be mm-hmm. nice to see it. I agree. Uh, but I think that they they said, hey, it's coming out. It's coming out this year, and mm-hmm. they're perfectly okay with sitting on it because it's not like like you don't have the smash brothers hype train of like showing new characters every couple weeks or anything like that right <laughs> like you know uh simon belmont is not coming to animal crossing well i mean he might be that, that'd be interesting <laughs> you know, but that would be very <laughs> it's like total opposite worlds i don't know that, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah oh. like death shows up all of a sudden anyways uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I fully expect you will see a lot of Animal Crossing at E3. It will come out later this year. I have, n- I, I'm standing by the fact that I would be utterly shocked if it does not come out uh, in the third slash fourth quarter of this year. Mm. Uh, and look fantastic and exactly like the upgrade Animal Crossing that you are all hoping for. I mean, I, the the series has a really really good track record, uh, with yeah. the exception of all the little spinoff games. <laughs> 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 I can tell you this though, on behalf of the Animal Crossing community, if there's another direct between now and E3 and they don't talk about it, bad things are going to happen. Pitchforks. Mm. <laughs> Get them. Whoa. Whoa. You hear that, Nintendo? You got to be ready. Just be ready. <laughs> you just... all just start throwing turnips at Nintendo headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Sergio, let me ask you this. Like, Would you be cool with Nintendo just showing... Like a like a one minute teaser of Animal Crossing, like just maybe just tidbits of gameplay, just one minute. Yeah, we'll take anything at this point. We want we want a name, we want a release window, we want the title, the logo, anything, anything, anything. at all. Yeah, you already got the title. It's Animal Crossing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival Two. Uh, Whoa. Sorry. I'll buy it. I'm, I'm sorry. I won't play it, but I'll buy it. <laughs> Man, that that strayed. Anyways, uh, no VR, very cool. Uh, interested to see exactly how it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think I if I'm a betting man, I I would think it's probably kind of shying more towards this is gonna be the toy, right? This is gonna be something to right. kind of mm-hmm. put on. Hey, that's cool. You know, I can I can look around in Breath of the Wild, which is one of the prettiest games ever. 
awesome. It's great, but uh, I'm interested to see if you know if it does really well. Maybe they actually start like an actual VR initiative that maybe that turns into something. I, I don't know. And <laughs> sign me up on the interested list. <laughs> I have to agree with that. I, it feels like this is a step, stepping stone to see how well VR can do. Yeah. And if it does really well, then they're gonna put more effort into it and and make it more hardcore, make it more like, oh wow, you're gonna get mm. a, a more of a immersive experience with different games, not just Breath of the Wild and Super Mario. Uh, I was I was gonna say Galaxy with Odyssey. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> Galaxy would be cool too, but I, it's just a uh, man. I I hope it sells well, and Nintendo is still driving the movement, the revolutionary, just this thing of coming left and right with different ideas of VR and Labo and uh, it's just. And, and just the Switch itself, so I'm pretty excited. So we'll see how All it goes. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's it for VR. We're going to go for more of a <clears throat> not-so-happy... <laughs> a downer. <laughs> a downer, yeah. <laughs> and, but, and, and I think with these sort of things, like, this is important to talk about. Like, you know, we've all been, or I'm going to say 99% of us have been through gaming slumps. You know, it, it, could, it depends on a lot of... You know variables like whether you have something going on in your life or you're busy or priorities like there's just so many things that have that factor in and you know gaming slumps is a very normal thing and uh, you know personally for me I, I I've been through one earlier this year but I'm just gonna start with Sergio uh, have can you take us back to you know one time where you went through a gaming slump and you weren't sure like if you were gonna get out of it like what was what was your process and how'd you what was the process like yeah like you said it's definitely happened to me and and i think to most of us fortunately i can kind of say that it's been a while so i don't remember like the last very specific time when when i wasn't playing games pretty much just because even though it, it it's not never really that simple but one sort of like a sidebar uh, to that is and this one does happen to me pretty much every year it's basically during the summer when it's really hot and for some reason i just don't feel like playing games i feel like mm. it's just not huh. comfortable or, or or fun it so it's it takes it takes a while it takes like a really good game to to kind of push me over yeah let's let's play something i, I kind of spend my time doing other things and there are good games out and there's always like an animal crossing game to play and it's just it's very <laughs> difficult during the summer <laughs> except for you know right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well time to boot new leaf back up <laughs> oh, there we go could log my 1500th hour into it yeah no, that's that's interesting. Uh, kind of a seasonal slump. Mm. That's that's coming up. Good, yeah, good, I mean, good news for the Nintendo coming, Jump yeah. podcast. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> as we as we track an ongoing gaming slump, this will be fun. No, but that's interesting though. Like you, like a seasonal slump because I could I could see what I could see that. I mean, like you know, in your summer and your you know, there's like other things to do, like outdoor activities and all that. So. You know, I, I think it is feasible um, to go through seasonal slumps. I mean, but anyway, Daryl, like, what what about you? What is your process? Like, what what was one time in your life where you were like, oh, man, I'm not feeling like playing games today or the next day? Like, what was your process like? So, I 
I've got a, a really small one. Uh, I mentioned on the show, and this is kind of an odd one. I mentioned on the show before when I finished uh, what I was going to do in Celeste, I went through a time where I did not want to play anything following Celeste. Like I, I got done with that oh, game. That was dang. such a good experience, such a good game. I kind of wanted to just play it more, but I didn't want to just play it more. So I, I got, I went through kind of a, a like a very little mini crisis there. Um, not a big deal. I made it, made it through, guys. Uh, I think mostly with the help of uh, Faerun and and a few other kind of kind of smaller bite sized games, and that's that's kind of where I uh, jumped to. But uh, the one I want to actually talk about, I actually went through a a fairly large uh, gaming slump where I just wasn't playing much. I wasn't excited about much of anything. Didn't really want to play games. Uh, you know, I'd I'd go. <laughs> weeks without playing anything uh and Whoa. uh that was right uh, around the time that they were showing off the wii u after they had named it and everything at at e3 mm. they were showing off the wii u and if you remember that time uh the wii led a really really long life like a, it was around for a really long time and something i haven't talked about this much on this podcast and i'm sure it will come back up especially now um i was not a fan of the wii I, I really wasn't. Whoa. I had the console. I played on it. I enjoyed certain games on it pretty well. But if, in general, uh, if you look at the the expanse of that console, not my favorite. Uh, was not a gigantic fan, although I liked them. But I wasn't a huge fan of the the Mario Galaxy games. I uh, wasn't a huge fan of Twilight Princess. Uh, Skyward Sword had issues, but I did like it, uh, and that that was one of the later games that I played on on the system. Uh, and, and there was just a lot of that. Like I didn't like the control schemes. I didn't like waggle controls in games. I didn't. Th- there was a lot of gripes that I had. So eventually, I just kind of stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what actually happened? I heard about. I was living in, in the Carolinas at the time, and I heard about. Uh, some ongoing Smash tournaments playing in Melee and uh, a mod of Brawl called Project M, which plays more like Melee. It's it's really fun, actually. So I started going to the tournaments again, and I, I kind of picked up that up, so I was playing Smash again. That was kind of fun. And then uh, Skyward Sword came out, and I played a little bit of Skyward Sword, but they showed off the Wii U, and, and it was this was the E3 that had the gigantic spider boss demo real oh, yes. right? oh that was amazing it looked pretty cool but i was i was sitting there watching it because you know i was curious and i was like yeah looks okay I, I may not get it and um honestly shout out to my wife she looked at it and she said no we're getting that that looks awesome <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of what turned it around like we 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 ended up pre-ordering the wii u and, and we got the games that came out uh, around launch, which uh, that system gets kind of flagged for having kind of uh, uh, not too many releases, but at launch it had a ton of games. Yeah, I think it launched with something like 20 first and third party games, a ton. But got up a, a ton of games and ended up really enjoying that console. So it, it's kind of a weird thing that, you know, the Wii U got kind of universally slammed, but it almost kind of saved my Nintendo gaming <laughs> life, mm. as it were. And, oh. So that was that was kind of the just an example of of a slump kind of caused by just a complete lack of excitement in gaming completely, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because I I I mean you've definitely alluded to the fact that the Wii U is a very important console to you, but I never knew like 
like why and i think this really reveals a lot more of of how this you know this gaming slum led you to be more excited about the wii u and just the events that unfolded so it was just fun i i really i really enjoyed nintendo land as a launch title uh i think that that was a very underappreciated title yes uh, mm-hmm. i liked the game tank 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 i've mentioned that before <laughs> yeah. my wife and i played through all of that yeah. co-op it was awesome Eventually, Hyrule Warriors and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze came out, and my wife and I played through all those in, in co-op, and there were a bunch of games that came out, uh, such as a really good Smash Brothers and Splatoon, of all, of all things, and <laughs> Wind, Wind Waker HD. Like, once that console got rolling for me, it had one of the best first-party lineups ever, uh, mm. in, in my opinion, and, and I still kind of hold to that, although... Uh, Switch is kind of taking all of the first party lineup from that system, <laughs> yes. and that's okay. Pretty much, I'm, yeah. I'm all right with Switch just completely supplanting it. But uh, at the time, I was very happy with the console. I still am. And and looking back, that yeah, that was that was definitely a, a slump that turned into a really good time. That's cool. Uh, did you play Zombie U? A little tiny bit. I mostly played the demo of it. I did. I did get it. I just didn't play it that much. Uh, it was mm. a little. It was a very cool concept. I really liked it yeah. until mm-hmm. the actual like killing the zombies portion where it took like 13 hits or something. Like it took way too long <laughs> Dang, to actually that's kill a long time. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's an exaggeration, but it, it took a lot of, yeah, of swings did, of the bat and <laughs> ammo was really really limited. So like you're just running around like, "Okay, please just die. Please okay, <laughs> just just die, please." And so that it didn't have a really long shelf life, but for what it was, it was a really cool game. <laughs> Yeah, I I always sort of champion it as one of the best examples of how the Wii U gamepad could have been used, or Absolutely. I would say should have been used. Yeah, uh, I'm also curious. So it sounds like you played Twilight Princess on the Wii. You didn't play it on the GameCube. That is correct. It was ah. it was hmm. the uh, if I remember right, was it a launch title for Wii or was it shortly yes. after? Uh, yeah, no, it so, was. Mm-hmm. Title, yeah. yeah, that was my that was my upgrade game pretty much. Hmm. Gotcha. And then I was also curious if you played any Wii games on the Wii U, since you could. Uh, very few. Uh, again, oh, wow. <laughs> the Wii was not my... <laughs> hashtag not my console. Uh, it was <laughs> That was just... That was not my version of Nintendo. They were going for an audience that was not me. They were choosing control styles that I didn't like. Uh, when they had actually a really true, good true. controller, the classic controller was very good, and most games just did not support it. <laughs> Which... Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you know um the the upside of the wii and what i really liked it for was i, I really did like the virtual console I, I spent a lot of time with with games oh, off that point. um and the the e-shop or the the wii shop uh and there's a few games on there that i, I do hold kind of special but very few man if only you had played the dog island Oh, I, I have it and have played a little bit of it. I need to get back into it. Oh, I actually do. I want to get back into it. That's a game that I am playing on the Wii U. <laughs> you know, that that title will always make me chuckle. I don't know. It's just such a cool name, <laughs> the Dog Island. And, and I definitely share the same sentiments with you on the virtual console for the Wii. I I did enjoy some of the games that I got for it. You know, such as <clears throat> F Zero, and you know. Super Mario RPG, The Legend of the Seven Stars, I had to replay it again. I mean, it's yep. one of my favorite games of all time. So I, <laughs> Classic, I, I, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and Super Mario Kart, that, gotta play that again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... I actually, I did not end up getting too many games that I had already played. 
I mm. ended up kind of filling out my ty- my my list uh, with some games I had not played before. There was a lot on that list. Sure. Like, the virtual console on Wii was like a ton of games. Just yes. From mm-hmm. from everywhere you could think of, Square was there. Uh, Sega had games on there. We had Turbo Graphics and stuff. So I played a lot of stuff I hadn't played before. Uh, Sin and Punishment was one of them. That was a very cool, oh, cool. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, never released in North America until that point. And, and just a few others. Like I, I really enjoyed that system. But we're still waiting for Tetris Attack. Ooh. Yeah. Never rest, happened. Rest in peace. I, I would... <laughs> well, actually, um, if I remember right, Pokemon Puzzle League did come to Wii. Uh, yes, it did. I was going to say I would settle for Pokemon Puzzle League, but yeah, I think it did come. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, In, I didn't get it because I still have Tetris Attack, but... <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> In, you know, another sidebar <laughs> from my end about Game Slumps, there's one that... I would say it kind of even bothers me more than not playing games during the summer. And it's basically playing one or two games too much. <laughs> Rocket League. Oh. I'm oh. sorry. Because <laughs> you know what happens is I'm playing just Rocket League or just Rocket League and something else. And there's all of these other great games coming <laughs> yeah. out. And then I'm missing out. And I do feel bad. I, I do feel bad. But at the same time, I kind of think about well, I'm playing more time-wise than I have in the past, so at least there's that. But but yeah, it, it takes it takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of patience for me to to kind of stop playing just one game or a couple and, and kind of try more games and, and kind of try to catch up with the the in what's what's hot now. Mm. But I think it's I think it's admirable to be honest with you. I mean, just. Like you wake up at three or four in the morning to play Rocky League. I mean, that's like that. That I I admire the hustle. I mean, being just playing and, and trying to improve like each and every day, playing that game. I mean, like I I think that is a plus. Being able to stick to one or two one or two games at a time. So you know, kudos to you for that. So I I think that in 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 the sense that is actually better than. Um, the most situations where you know maybe there's times where you just play a bit of every game, but maybe for an yeah. hour of each game, but you know not really getting into it as much. Whereas you're focused on this one game that you want to get better at, that you want to get good at, and I, I think there are more pros and cons for that. So that's just, at least mm. in my opinion. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm kind of in a gaming buffet right now. I'm training a little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I do I'm that from the time other to time side. where like I'll play like an hour of several different games. Uh, if I have like an <laughs> evening to myself or whatever, you know, I'll play, right. I'll play a bunch of different games. Somebody will ping like, "Hey, you want to play Smash?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And then we'll get done, and uh, I'll be like, "All right, time for Final Fantasy." And then I'll dive into Final Fantasy a little bit, and then somebody else will show up. Hey, Overcooked? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, that that happens fairly often. <laughs> mm. It's a fun time. So, what about what about you, Kevin? Uh, I know this was a, a topic that we've talked about. A lot in our Discord, actually, but um, what yeah. what do you want to talk about with with a gaming slump that you've gone through? Yeah, um, and for those who I'm gonna, it's it's gonna be a little personal, obviously, just because um, I you know earlier this year I went through what I call more than a gaming slump. It was just questioning my like how I felt about video games in general because of my because the things that I wanted to do my self improvement. Like 2019, it was it's just a year for me to just you know to to be to be more of a rise and grind kind of person more than ever and being able to, you know, improve like my Mandarin Chinese and be able to take on more like just different hobbies. Like I took on social dancing for the first time this year, which I never would have thought I've done um, in previous years of my life. 
huh? even though I had friends who did salsa and bachata, and I just, you know, this year, like, I had a really awesome coworker, shout out to Dennis, you know, he, awesome uh, coworker, close friend of mine, and he introduced me to social dancing, and I got into that, and playing more piano, because I wanted to, you know, really make more of a, a hardcore dedication to it because this is something that I love to do. And so when you have these three things along with obviously the podcast, you look you look at yourself and it's like, well, where does video games fit in? I mean, yes, we're you know, I'm I'm obviously very blessed to do the video game podcast with you guys and but in terms of actually playing the video games, I was at a crossroads and this was a period of like three months really and just trying to figure out, you know, is it worth me playing video games on a daily basis or just on a regular basis, maybe just, you know, a few times a week? Mm. I don't, I don't know. And, and I, I, and I, t and I can find you guys obviously about it. And like, it, it, it was pretty, it's pretty tough, honestly, just cause, it, and, and y'all can relate. Like video games have made me who I am today. Like for a good chunk of it, like, learning what it takes to be determined how do you you know like just and and just the all the personalities and characters that you 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 get exposed to along the way through rpgs and the challenges and you know the different kind of emotions like trust betrayal depression sadness i mean the list goes on and on and so i, I just was at a crossroads and i'm like man i'm just i'm not i don't feel like playing video games like yeah i would i mean there were a couple times during those those three months where you know i i'll play a video game that was coming out of this new just because you know i wanted to be able to share and showcase like what it's all about for the podcast and and just get my thoughts on it but in reality it was like okay well you know is this my main motivation like do i have space for video games and then i i thought about it for you know a few days uh and then i just realized well you know what i can make a i can make some room and i, I want to because it, this is <laughs> this is so important to me you know like it's not fair for me to just throw away something that I love so much for something that I'm trying to constantly get better at, you know, like with my Mandarin Chinese or social dancing or piano, like there's always going to be room for video gaming. And I, I think, and so I came at this balance, like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And so I've, you know, I've just honestly just dedicated myself to, you know, just getting back into it again and playing, you know, maybe even like a, a few hours a week. I mean, I think that's, pretty reasonable uh and obviously i've i mean throughout the whole time i kept up with the gaming news so with with just what's going on i mean you know because as a video gamer you know you're always going to be kept up with the news you you want to i mean this is this is what right. you live for this is your this is a this is some this is a passion you know and and i think that's and and so for those three months that was my i would i don't know if it's a gaming slump or just what was that gaming crossroads so that was just my experience and i, I don't know how many people have experienced this, but yeah, I priorities can can do a lot to yourself and and just organizing, trying to figure out, you know, who you are, what you want to do. And the conclusion was that I'm back in the game. I love video games. I always will. <laughs> and I mean I remember I remember I told y'all like the first the first day I got back, I mean I pre ordered Final Fantasy X and X two. Like I was just yeah. like I'm good to go. And I honestly 
every day since then I've been looking at news about anything about it. <laughs> like, Which I gotta I gotta say that's an excellent choice. That's a game in a series that you love that you have not played before. Right. That has now been remastered. It's one of the most loved titles in that series. Excellent mm-hmm. choice. I mean that <laughs> that's like the perfect uh kind of launching back type game, you know? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. It's <laughs> unless it's, it just sucks and you hate it. That, nah, nah, <laughs> then, then, then we move on. But uh <laughs> Yeah, well and you know, and also I have I actually haven't told anybody this yet including you guys but uh so you know i'm not gonna make that news noise <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but um i was very enamored by uh one tune from final fantasy x even though i've never played it back in college there's one tune called via perifico or path of repentance and when i first heard it i was just i fell in love with the tune like just i don't even know the premise of how that tune came to be, but I, you know, I, I bought the Final Fantasy 10 Piano Collections book at the time, and I just kept playing and playing it until I was able to memorize it um, and be able to play, just play to it, and, you know, I ended up playing that tune for someone's birthday <laughs> uh, back in college, <laughs> it was like my freshman nice. year, and I think that was more of a, yeah, thanks, uh, that was more of a motivation for me to finally play Final Fantasy 10 because, tunes like that it just gets me going i you know and, and y'all know like i love piano music and why not <laughs> so uh, i know i rambled on quite a bit but yeah that's yeah that's my gaming slump right there <laughs> in the nutshell this year so yeah i mean yeah definitely definitely glad to have you back uh <laughs> to, <laughs> as it were and the, i think the important thing to remember is you know if we are not a little little life pro tip. If you're not continually looking at your priorities and shifting them to make space for what you actually want to do and be, you're you're doing it wrong. You know, like mm. always mm. always just have a have a look at what you want to be, how you get there. And if gaming is involved with that, great. It's a great hobby. Uh, you know, we we talk about it every week for a reason. It's it's a lot of fun. But also, you know, don't 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 go at the expense of everything else unless you know you want to make this your number one thing and and Mm -hmm. i think i can speak for all of us we all have jobs and and lives outside of this and and things like that you know (laughs) that we have to prioritize accordingly and that's that has to be okay you know you don't just because your backlog has 30 games in it doesn't mean that you have to put your life on hold to finish those 30 games while (laughs) 200 more are coming out you know so it's all right to just kind of put it down, step away, and then come back when you want to. It's it's there, you know. Also, for for any of our listeners, you know, it sounds like Kevin's in a constant state of questioning, and I'm going to lose Sergio in a couple of months here. So, um, as as, as of right now, apl- applications for ho- co-hosting the Nintendo Jump podcast are now open. Please submit your resumes and cover uh, photos to Nintendo Jump Podcast at Gmail dot com. I will review all applicants personally. Oh man, what a side, what a sidebar. Actually, it's not. I had to. Yeah, no, no, no. I. I'm not surprised that you said that. <laughs> I think it was a, it's a good, well played. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I just want to say that I appreciate both of you guys personally and just hearing about what y'all go through with your gaming slumps. I mean, um, it's just, you know, we're, we're not alone in, in all this. And uh, it, it's, it's great. Just, I've said it before, this whole thing is like therapy to me. And... I know it's getting a little personal, but yeah, I 
I, I think with what we're doing and, and having video games be part of our lives, I mean, it's just an incredible feeling to have. And um, I would not trade it for anything in the world. So, And that's all I have for being corny and cheesy. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to add on to that, playing games within a community like our little Discord and, and talking to people about games and freaking out about Mario holding a, a <laughs> piece of cardboard up to his face and... <laughs> playing overcooked every monday because that's just what we do now it's kind of a magical thing and it honestly increases my enjoyment of gaming as a whole uh Mm. so yes you know if you are not in our discord you are missing out uh sir or ma'am you know you need you need to be in there uh if you are in our discord know that you guys are appreciated you know it, it honestly i enjoy it a lot so it's it's the best part of gaming for me right now for sure. So that, how's that for corny and cheesy? Yo, there yeah. you go. You know what? You got me. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Man, shout out to corn, shout out to cheese. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's it's a hard discussion because it's it's mm-hmm. times that you just did not want to be a, a gamer. But I think it, I, I like to, to what you said earlier, I think everybody kind of goes through it from time to time. Either the games coming out just don't interest them or life is taking them in a different direction or something. That's mm-hmm. fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. And I think just know everybody kind of goes through it. And it's not a terrible thing. It's, it's all right. Honestly, it's just inspiring to see you kevin or or anyone come out of that and and say yes i'm still gonna have my new priorities and my my new hobbies and i'm still gonna keep gaming i can do a little bit of everything i I can and i will that's awesome yeah appreciate it no appreciate it from both of y'all i mean it's i mean this is who i am you know like you me i mean us like we're we're video gamers at heart and you know we're we're human um, we we have our our high tides and low tides. We go through waves. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like my moniker. So, I mean, it's um no no it's 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 a really good time to be a gamer right now. And I mean, oh yeah, y'all know that I'm excited for, to play Final Fantasy ten and ten two. So I I cannot wait. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm I'm more excited about that than uh, than I was about. Final Fantasy Nine for sure, and I'm enjoying mm. that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to ten a lot, and it, it's kind of the same story. I actually found the music when I was in college too, and I really liked oh. the music. Oh, wow. uh, nice. I found it through uh, you know the the video game pianist uh, who has a, a ton of videos out there. I re- definitely recommend looking him up. But he's he's done a ton of um, Final Fantasy Ten music, and it hit me in a really good spot in college. So yeah, I've been looking forward to this game for years. <laughs> mm. So. Cool. Awesome. What is next? Well, what we got next is the NJP questions. NJP questions. So each of us will ask a question. It could be about anything related to video games or whatever. And <laughs> Sergio, we're going to start with you. So what is your NJP question? Sounds good. And mine does have to do with games, at least for this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. My question is, if you have a video game franchise that you like to support, that you really like, and you go out of your way to support it, and what I mean by that is, uh, for example, you buy multiple versions of the same game, even though you're only going to play one, or even though maybe you already play the game and it's getting ported to another system, sort of to introduce more players to the franchise, and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to buy it just because I like that franchise. I think to to give a good example, I can give my answer. That one for me, for sure, Phoenix Wright. 
Mm. Whenever, oh, okay. whenever there's a new version of any Phoenix Wright game, any of them, and for the most part, it's only the, the first three. They're always releasing that trilogy. But <laughs> yeah, whenever that, wherever that goes, I get it. I got it on WiiWare. I got it on iOS. I didn't play it on any of those. I already played it on the DS and loved them. But mm. I'm always supporting that series so that more people can enjoy it, first of all. And then so that Capcom, hopefully, if they see sales, they can see that it's there's demand for it. And, and we want more new games. That's great. I mean... The franchise itself is just, it's its like unlike anything else. I mean, you know, you're talking about a visual novel a game that, you know, really defines the genre in itself and, and being able to appeal to a lot of players, a lot of video gamers. And I mean, just with the drama the, and just like the, the quotes like objection and just all these things that just, I, it, it's unlike any other uh, series I've seen. So it, it is a really good series to support for sure. Mm -hmm. i think for me i have different games for each part of that question so a game that i keep rebuying for no reason cave story Uh, all day cave story i've (laughs) I've bought it so many times at this point uh also super metroid uh every time super metroid comes out to anything i have to have it so (laughs) oh nice i don't know that that uh, i i just like it as far as franchises or or I'll even tie that into developers that you like uh, and want to support and you buy things that you may not have much interest in. For me, it pretty much anything that Matt makes games would do at this point, I'll buy. Uh, I got Yo. Towerfall. Yeah, I got Towerfall, even though I don't, I'm not exactly perfectly set up for a uh, local multiplayer uh, battle arena type game. It is fun, even, even in a single player environment it is fun but uh i'm not the core audience but i did want to support the the developer mm-hmm. and then honestly i buy a lot of a lot of mario games that i don't necessarily have an immediate interest <laughs> in just to because it, it's kind of twofold one i trust that a mario game is a high quality game and i mm. think most people do but two yeah I, I, you know i i i clearly like nintendo i know that I, this is an, a good indication that they're actually putting some effort into things. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll generally buy into to Mario games that are coming out, <laughs> just in case they they ever stop making them. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether or not I have an actual like first pass intention of of playing them, like I did not hundred percent Odyssey. I finished Galaxy One, did not finish Galaxy Two. Uh, took me forever to finish sunshines i have a weird track record with those games <laughs> but i'm super hyped for mario maker so there's there's something <laughs> oh no no it's it's a it's a reliable thing to to buy you know with just the mario franchise i mean it, you're it's always gonna be quality i i'm just gonna say it right now like every, like i don't i can't think of a mario game that was crappy <laughs> And, and just, <laughs> or at least the ones I've played. <laughs> it's, let's it's just, let's pause as the visions of crappy Mario games just <laughs> pop into everybody's heads right now. No, I mean there's just something about the Jump Man. You know, somebody. I think that was actually his name before too, right? Uh, he, yep. Yep. some somebody, just you know, to to keep going to castle after castle, or just all these places, just to find his princess, only to find out that she's in another castle or in another area. And that denotes the grind, the, the the beautiful struggle of life. I, I I'm reaching obviously, but it, it's <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> a, little, a little bit, it's a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I play it to jump on turtles. Uh, yeah, I just 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can I can safely say that the Mario series does not hold deeper meaning in my psyche. I, just, I play it because it's fun, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just reaching for that a bit, but no, it's no, it's a, it's a it's a really reliable brand, and I you know, and and just actually going with me, I there are two there are two answers for me on this one. Final Fantasy games, I. Mm, I mean, I I cannot tell you how many times I've I've gotten Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> I, I, at least two, three times. Uh, oh, and... dude! If they would just re-release it a little bit more, I would have a few copies of it too. <laughs> right. Same, same with four. Like the Game exactly. Boy Advance re-release was fantastic. I would buy that again today. For real? I can't. Oh, I know. But... <laughs> I can get a bad remake on iPhone. That's about it. <laughs> Ruh <Ruh-ruh. laughs> Yeah, and and just you know four, six, even five, and I you know I got Final Fantasy nine twice. You know I get you know I had in the the PlayStation one, and I got it digitally on the PS three. <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> though I, you know, I, I played through it and and I just wanted to get it again. I mean, I didn't finish it the second time, but like I still wanted to own it and be able to go through at least a good chunk of the journey again. And I mean that game is just incredible. Like it. Final Fantasy Nine and just another. Well, I'm gonna go with my second my second series. Um, any game made by Chucklefish. Um, I bought Stardew huh. Valley twice. Fair like, enough. I played yeah. it on on PC, and then when it came on the Switch, I was like, I'm gonna get again the Switch, even though I did not play as many hours. But I did go with a different way of playing the game. Uh, not so ah. much, not so much supporting JoJo's Mart, but more so, um, you know. Because in in um, this is gonna be a bit of a light spoiler. Uh, so in the game, you can, you know, you can try to go for certain people, like you know, ro- romance. So in in Stardew Valley on the PC, for me, I was going for Haley, and then in the the Switch version, I was going for I think it was Leah, <laughs> the person who lives in the woods. Super cool. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I go a different path because I can't play the same path again. I mean, you know. <laughs> Fine. but yeah especially <laughs> so. not with Haley, no 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 oh my goodness i would have i have like literal conversations with like people like like just my friends who who barely play the game and they were like oh how was it? i'm like oh let me tell you how it is and i go through this like scenario what happened in the game for like 10 minutes straight <laughs> and then just like and there's like what is going on here is this happening i'm like yeah dude like this is how awesome this game is because i'm so emotionally invested and this Haley girl, and then just you oh, know no. <laughs> fishing and going, you know, mining. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, I I thoroughly enjoyed Stardew Valley on the PC at the time, and I just feel like Chucklefish, they're doing a great job, and with War Group too. And I got Pocket Rumble. I mean, it, it was fun for for a while. Like I I mean, just the the fighting game as it is, and yeah. So I, Final Fantasy series. And Chucklefish games. Those are my answers. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there on the Chucklefish mm. Hi- hype. Uh, I'm I'm down for Inmost, and I've got all yes. three games that they have on Switch right now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So Daryl, what is your question for the NGP? My question. I love asking this, and I love uh, asking this over the time that the Switch has been out because the answers change. <laughs> my my question is. Uh, you have a friend who comes up and says, "Hey, uh, I really want to get a Switch. You know, it looks really cool. I have five hundred dollars. Tell me what games and accessories to buy 
with with my money. So that that is my question. I'm just going to jump right into it. So obviously 300 is and I'm going to neglect taxes because nobody wants to do that. <laughs> so Switch is 300. So you've got basically 200 to play with. So I've got a few options that I would recommend and you guys can uh, deviate from there. So in my opinion, you need one of the blockbuster uh, one-player games. So that's Mario yes. Odyssey or Zelda. So you give them an option. You get Mario or Zelda. Then you need one marquee multiplayer game, in in my opinion, and, and I would give them an option of three, depending on their situation. That would be uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate or Mario Kart 8 or Splatoon. So take your pick of those based on... And this is a very hard decision. I, I have my own personal recommendations, but yeah, whatever. That one would actually be very hard. Smash versus Splatoon would be, ouch. Uh, <laughs> depends on <laughs> depends the, on who I'm talking to. I think. Got right, flip right. a coin for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, new person coming into it, I actually might go Splatoon there. Anyways, then there's a bunch of smaller, or I guess not, maybe not smaller, but cheaper games that I would throw at them. And what I would recommend is Rocket League. I think is a Almost a mandatory if you get the the online, which I haven't included in this. Oops. Uh, Oops. <laughs> and then uh, Celeste, which that should be no real uh, surprise. Oh, it was yes. my that, game of the year was, last year. And you're gonna include that one. I was like, yo, in this five hundred dollars, you're gonna include Celeste for yeah. sure. <laughs> and then one more, yeah. one more like marquee like platformer uh, multiplayer game, Rayman Legends. Actually, is is generally hovering around $20. Yeah. I think it is a must play at $20, 1000%. Definitely that. And then that leaves me with $20. Uh so <laughs> I guess, you know, get the get the online subscription. But no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to recommend more games. I have a set of 3, one more decision to make. All of these are $15, so that leaves you with $5 to do with whatever, Kamiko or or Kuso or or any of the the smaller price but really fun games. But the three that I'm looking at are Undertale or Hollow Knight or Stardew Valley. Mm. That's a very hard decision, too. So. Yeah. Very different games, too, though. I guess it depends on yeah. what the friend or the person kind of prefers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, in every option, you've kind of got the more laid-back option and the, kind of the more hyper options. <laughs> so, you know, the more casual gamer, you probably want to send them the way of, like, Mario and uh, Mario, and Mario Kart and... Uh, stardew or or something like that the more hardcore people i would probably send to uh zelda and smash or splatoon whichever they have more use for and uh hollow knight probably so that's you know, me Hol- yeah yeah no, that's, that's that's a pretty pretty great list man i mean you're you cover you cover a lot of bases too so i think yeah i mean that's a if i were a new switch owner boom i mean that's that's it <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I kind of had a lot of uh, similar answers to yours. So I definitely agree that uh, one of the mainline big, quote unquote, AAA games should be there. Uh, I kind of immediately defaulted to Zelda. But what if the person doesn't like open world? Or what if they just don't like Zelda? I I mean, that's... uh, I mean, no, fair point, fair point. I know you, uh, Daryl, you said the other one could be Odyssey. Uh, I don't know. I, what else? What, what would be a third option? What, what would you consider as another one of those? Or maybe maybe I was just thinking getting like two Final Fantasy games. So I'm gonna gonna make a comment on that. I I think that would be a good choice. But 
it just depends on how grindy it, it could be because I, I can I feel like one of the drawbacks of Final Fantasy is like some some of the Final Fantasies can be very grindy. Um, hmm. but but I think that the pro the pro point from that con is that you know the fact that you're able to take it anywhere there's no pressure i mean it, it's it's a really good game to play on the go so and they have I, like I think... high speed modes and such like that like the games exactly. are actually yeah. fairly friendly for <laughs> they've been upgraded to be fairly friendly so you you had me thinking like it, i i kind of consider breath of the wild and mario odyssey kind of the two like s <laughs> tier like triple a top you know, top of the line games; those are the 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 big cheese, as it were. Uh, right. <laughs> but games to consider if those are just not your style. If you really like platformers, Donkey Kong Country is actually a pretty good choice, I think. Oh yes. Mm. If if you are a fan of the genre already, I, I think that is. I called it on Reddit today one of the finest crafted ones I've ever seen. So there you go. If you're really into RPGs and you want to play a new one, uh, I think there's a couple of good options. I think Ooh. Octopath is mm. not a bad option. Yes. And Xenoblade Chronicles mm. 2 is not a bad option at all. Very different games. So Totally, yeah. But past that, unless you just really like multiplayer, which, I mean, that'd be fun. And I completely forgot Overcooked, which, <laughs> whoops. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more you go on this, the more options you start <laughs> giving. <laughs> right, right. But I think on my list, in the, the one, I think the biggest key difference against yours, I would sacrifice one major game or a couple of indies to get a pro controller. Mm. And my reasoning yeah. is that mm. the controller is just amazing. You know, it's solid. It just feels so right. And if you get it, you can use your Joy-Cons to have someone else play with you. So, you know, you're kind of future-proofing your Switch by getting a control, an, an additional controller because you already kind of have two right off the bat. And then when you have the de facto controller to play most of the games that we're mentioning, I definitely think it's worth it. Yeah, th- it was hard for me to leave it off my list. I prioritize games just because I yeah, I, I want to give as many games to the person as possible. But, yeah, it's it's... <laughs> That's an amazing controller. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And I, I had this one on my list. I forgot about Kamiko, which is also really good, but Kuzo also. Either of those or any really good five dollar game. Yeah. And the the mm. point that I would uh, tell the friend about is that yes, there are really good five dollar games on here. There's a bunch and there's gonna be more on the way. So you know, don't don't judge a game by the price. These two are really good, and there's gonna be more. So I, I would kind of try to highlight that. For yeah, a especially as games come on sale, like uh, VVVVVV, and, <laughs> and there, there's a few others that drop down to around the yeah, around the five to ten dollar range, and and are definitely worth it. So yeah. Yes. No, that that's a as like Daryl's. I mean, that's a great list right there. I mean, you got me thinking too with accessories for sure because with my list. Y'all, beg, y'all can beg to differ, but I think it's important to have something that you can use for single Joy-Con experiences. So for me, for a new Switch owner, I think it's it's good to have uh, what I call, what is called the Amazon single Joy-Con grips. And you know, when you watch the Nintendo Switch commercials, you see them playing with uh, single Joy-Cons, right? You know, left and mm-hmm. right. And with this. Joy-Con grip made by Amazon Basics. I mean, it's just so comfortable in the hand. And, like, I think it's just great to have that accessibility, you know, being able to play with two players, one Joy-Con each on the go. That will impress any 
a new Switch owner. Because if you play with the single Joy-Con by itself, it's fairly uncomfortable. I mean, it, you, it, you can make it work with the strap, but I mean, I would spend $12 just to get that set of single Joy-Con grips. So that's for accessories. I do have a mix of the games that I would want, like, for as a new Switch owner. I do agree with both y'all in terms of having, you know, you do want to have, like, a good AAA marquee game like Breath of the Wild or uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but I do think it's important to have a good collection of indie games, too. I mean, like I said before, indie games drive the creativity uh, in the gaming industry. And, you know, Celeste, I... Celeste is a pretty good choice. I would, for a new Switch owner, I'm going to say choose, I would have like two, three indies, like Celeste. I would say Golf Story. Golf Story is a pretty awesome game. I, and yep. uh, it's it's very relaxing. Even if you don't play golf or you've, you know, you've, I've heard of it. <laughs> like just. <laughs> <laughs> have I mean... you, have you heard of Golf Friend? <laughs> No. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to say. Let's, I was trying let's to say take like, a walk then. <laughs> My bad. I was trying to say it in a way where I mean, let me let me step back. I mean, like if you're like a casual a person who just knows of golf, even if you are at that, like you, I would play Golf Story because the the dialogue is really good and mm. it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good game to get into. Uh, I would also recommend Stardew Valley. You can get lost in many hours with that game. And definitely, personally, I would think having... I would say Splatoon 2 over Super Smash for sure. Just because, I mean, just having that sort of experience with shooting paint and then having that team-based game, I think, for any new Switch owner, it would be very appealing. So uh, Splatoon 2 over Smash, um, I would say that... Whew, okay, so I was thinking about this for a bit, like... If you're maybe not a super new Switch owner, but like maybe if you if you're really big on accessories, I would suggest the Skull and Co. Grip Case, which does cost fifty dollars on average. But I mean, it's really good if you play handheld all the time. So right, if right. you're a bit more hardcore, then you know, just a casual gamer, I would recommend that. So I would recommend one of the more key AAA games like Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey, and a good number of indies. And at least one or two accessories, like such as the Amazon single grip Joy-Con or Amazon Basic single grip Joy-Con, whatever those grip things. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pro Controller. Oh gosh, that is a good one, Sergio. I, oh man, it, it's. Uh, I'm gonna leave it out. I, I will uh, just for <laughs> now. But uh, yeah, that's that's my list. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to think about how this is gonna change when Mario Maker and Pokemon and Animal Crossing <laughs> come, <Yeah. laughs> come out. That's when it starts getting a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, because we gosh. we completely neglected some really good games, and that it, you just have to like. There's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, no, there there is. I mean, oh gosh, I even I didn't even say Final Fantasy just because, like, man, I mean, like, there's just so many things to play. Like, oh Final Fantasy Seven at at seventeen dollars or whatever it is. That's a that's a hard one to turn down. I th- mm. That that may deserve another another shot on my list, uh, to be honest. But mm. I I was trying to stick with the newer <laughs> stuff. Oh shoot! I, I totally forgot. 
I think it is worth it to get Nintendo Switch Online, more so because of the the NES catalog. I mean, it's that's uh, not it's a bad choice. Yeah, it's good to play those old games again. And, and Tetris. And Tetris, yeah. Man, I mean, a, a Battle Royale version of Tetris? I mean, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, and there are free games you can get on the Switch, like, online. I mean, you, I mean, there's, like, demos you can play, and, I mean, there's... Isn't... No, I was going to say Into the Breach. Is it free? I forgot. Like, I, I, there were there were some no. games that were free. No, okay, it's, it's 15. It's 15, okay. It may mind. have a demo, I, but it's not free. Okay, never mind. Well, but yeah. But, like, Fortnite is, and... and... Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a few other like free to play type games on there. Yeah. Well, cool. there you have it. Our list. What's your question, Kevin? My question is, but um, here we go. So, what is a video game character that initially you were not really getting into? You didn't understand his or her story. You were trying to figure it out, but you just you were just puzzled. You didn't know how to relate to this this character. But when you as you've grown older, you start to empathize and understand this character a lot more, and you realize, wow, like I can relate to this character and some of the things that he he or she has done in the game. So basically, what is a character in a video game where you didn't get initially, but you start to understand him or her later on? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Sergio. What is your answer to that? So allow me kind of to give two answers. One... So one that comes to mind is Midna from Twilight Princess. Huh. Mm. Right from the get-go, she she kind of felt annoying to me. And, and you know, she was kind of mean to Link. And I, I, I kind of didn't see right away where things could have been going. I don't know. I For a little while, I kind of didn't really trust her that much either. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it depends how the story went. But, but yeah, eventually, it turns out that She's just doing the right thing for her realm, and it, I love that story in, in that game. But honestly, I feel like your answer would be more apt for Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, because I clearly remember being annoyed by him and by his attitude in, uh, you know, when you're starting the game. Here's the thing, though, and this is kind of disappointing, and, and, and it does upset me. I don't remember him at all beyond that. <laughs> so I kind of have this this negative view of him, and I I cannot tell you if it changed. I kind of think and hope it did. I, I did play that game, and I beat it twice, which makes this even sadder. <laughs> but, oh. You left an impression, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like after I played those games, uh, that game twice, I did end up liking Squall, but I cannot remember why. I really wish I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I... I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I just that is. I'm so glad you said that. Um. <laughs> anyway, those are pretty good choices. I mean, I, I man, Daryl, what, <laughs> what do you think? What is your? I who, who are your also have two choices, and yeah. for the first one, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go to a different Final Fantasy game, and I'm gonna land back at four, and I'm gonna talk about Kane, uh, who I hated. <laughs> The first time I played that game because he was so cool. And then he, uh, you know, spoilers of an extremely old game. Uh, he, he betrays you a couple times like in that uh, in in the game. But it, there's a reason for it. And he, I, little me, I didn't care. It didn't matter if there was a reason for it. Hated him. It's terrible. <laughs> it didn't help that I had I had used name wise to actually name him me like like he was Daryl. Oh. Um, 
Whoa. That did not help things because you couldn't change it once he. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So that that was not fun. But on, on a second playthrough, I actually really understood the character a lot better. So he he definitely grew on me. I still, you know, I like him as a character. It still kind of burns me a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the second one and the actual real answer to this, uh, and and bear with me, is Slippy Toad. Um, when <laughs> so my if Whoa. you if you play me in Smash Brothers, you'll see my little icon is a picture of Slippy Toad looking freaked out. I <laughs> do. I've posted this one before. I do have a little um, action figure of Slippy Toad uh, with his arms stretched out, like look at my domain. You know, this is this is what I've, I do. I don't know why. When I first played Star Fox, I hated him. Oh man, I hated him. I I went through the cycle that everybody goes through. Like you are just you are the most useless character in this entire <laughs> console. You're terrible. But as I've grown up, he just makes me laugh. Like he just he started actually just making me laugh every time he says anything. Uh, so ah fuck save you. Oh man, I just it it cracks me up. So yeah, as far as like actual esteem of a character, man, if. Like not gonna happen, but if he were to end up in Smash, I would freak out. Like I'd be so oh. excited <laughs> for stupid Slippy Toad. I don't know why. I I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's the story of the uh, the Smash Brothers icon. Just because every time I see him, hear him, anything, I start laughing. So there you go. No, that's that's awesome. I mean, just yeah, it's Slippy Toad is definitely a very memorable character. I mean, I mean just. <laughs> I, I think he's the most memorable in Star Fox. Like, uh, well, him and and Peppy, but yeah, and man. Falco, I, and Falco, and, okay, and all, Fox. All, <laughs> <laughs> they're all memorable. But and I, that I wolf really do guy. Like <laughs> oh man, oh, Star Fox has great characters. Out. Turns out, who knew? Yeah, I <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh man, great choices. I so I too have two answers. The first one is Edgar Figaro from Final Fantasy VI. You know, he just had this confidence about him that I don't know. It just it was just, it seemed kind of strange because like he was such a womanizer, a ladies' man. And when I first played, when I first played Final Fantasy VI when I was a lot younger, I didn't really get it. I was like, oh, this is you know kind of strange. And I I mean, he was just hitting on every like <laughs> woman and lady. And like I guess for me at the time, I I was still going through my you know pre-adolescent years so I, or even before that i was like oh i mean cool i guess you know i mean maybe i'll understand later on in my life but whatever it didn't really attach to me until later on you know after puberty mm. but but then when there was one thing that even when i was a lot younger that really caught my eye was when and the spoiler alert sorry guys but when he made the sacrifice to you know rule the kingdom that he has right and, and give his brother that freedom, you know, with a double-sided coin. I just, I mean, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, like, that just, like, that hits you really hard. It's like, wow, that that is real sacrifice. And I, for me, it's like, man, like, I I just thought it was incredible. And later on, I, I it had more of an effect on me because I was like, you know, like, when you, because when you get older, you know, it, you don't get everything you want, and you have to make sacrifices, you know. And, and I think for me, it's like, wow, like, going back to that game, and even I even sometimes I even watch the YouTube videos of like just that scene where you find out of of the sacrifice he made just from playing it when it was a kid and it's incredible like wow like this guy is yeah he's not a he's not a bad guy he's not an annoying character like this guy is actually a really 
committed person. So, albeit he has his personality, which is fine. I mean, you know, he. I mean, mm. now I realize that you know, everybody's got different ways of expressing themselves. You know, whether they're talking to you know the ladies or gentlemen, or whatever. So, <laughs> hey girl, albeit, <laughs> albeit within respectable boundaries. Okay, so, um, <laughs> but my my more important answer is what Sergio. <laughs> Has alluded to, or not? Alluded to, like he actually talked about Squall, and I will answer your question, Sergio, of why, oh, why you like Squall in in the in the end, but you don't know. But I I I can explain it. So, spoiler alert again. <laughs> <laughs> when Squall was growing up, he grew up in the orphanage, and it were you know like with, ironically, with the characters that you get to play with later on, you know, like Ir like Irvine, uh, Selfie, Zell, uh, Quistus. Uh, even safer and there was one point in his life where his his so-called well I, w I would say biological sister uh, alone if i'm pronouncing it right she was taken away for whatever reason like she, you know because of her mysterious powers of time compression and all that and hmm. squall didn't know that you know he he's a little kid he didn't know why she was taken away and when she was taken away from the orphanage he just realized wow like I don't want to have that feeling ever again of just having someone like just leave without any reasoning. And so he went through this stage where, you know, he didn't know how to deal with, you know, people leaving his mm. side. And as he grew up, you know, became a seed, S-E-E, -E, capital D. You know, he just had this personality where he didn't want to be close to anybody. He was very introverted and... But you didn't know why. Like when you started playing a game, you didn't know why he was like that. He was just saying like whatever, and he was talking to himself all the time. Right. But you realize, oh my gosh, he's talking to himself all the time because he does care about people. But he just doesn't know how he doesn't know how to express it because of that tragic event where you know his you know his that that very important person alone just got taken away for whatever reason, and he didn't know it when he was a kid. And and those sort of things affected the way he is. And it made, and you know, he has this toughness about him. There's this girl that obviously likes him a lot, Renoa, which you get to play later on. And yes, and then he starts to realize, like, wow, I have these people around me. I love this girl, but I don't know how to express myself in a way right. where she can understand my feelings because I just have all this stuff that I can't even like. Like Squall had a hard time expressing himself, and I think. And I thought that was incredible the way that Final Fantasy VIII portrayed it because even with just his own like monologue talking to himself, like I, I just thought it was genius. Like just because I, I feel like for me personally, I've I've gone through that phase too where you know I talk to myself or I think about I think to myself like man like just these are different scenarios of what could have been or like did I make the right decision stuff like that. And I think that's what makes Squall likable character because he is relatable later on in the game so it, Man. It, yeah i don't know if that answers the question but it, no for sure in 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 this backstory that's explained in the game itself i just don't remember it, it was a very brief moment for sure <laughs> like it, it i i think they could have done it a bit better uh but they mm -hmm. but yeah like it was just i think it was like a one two minute thing cutscene, and it's important to understand that with this game with with squall and heart we go through these times where we'll have tra tragic events that happen and depending on what it was, it could affect the way we are today. And we just have to be able to figure out like, okay, well that happened in my life. What can I do to 
you know, be more likable, you know, be somebody that I could be proud of, of being, you know, and I think that's a, and it's a, it's a never ending journey. And so I think that's why I love Final Fantasy VIII, just because you just have this character who very complex, depressed, and just, yes, just yes. really thinks that, you know, nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about him. But in reality, people do, <laughs> you know, like, and, and there's a lot of firsts that he did, like being able to be a leader in the Lamb Garden and and speak to his fellow comrades to calm them down and let them know, hey, we're gonna we can fight through this. I mean, right. and if you know Squall, like that is very unheard of for that kind of character, and he for him to grow into that role and you see that progression. I, I mean, that's why Final Fantasy VIII is the most important Final Fantasy for me because of that character, because of that, because of Squall. So, yeah, I uh, mean. I think it's safe to say it's a shame that it's just not coming to the Switch. 7 is great. 9 is really good. 8, I think 8 stands right there with 7 in, mm. in my view. I, I loved 8. Yeah. No, me too. And I, yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't know why I'm like I'm thinking about this right now, but like there are parts of Squall that I can relate to. I think just, you know, just the way he is and, and just the stroke, just the going through that that grind that struggle so yeah it was it was interesting that you mentioned squall <laughs> earlier today. i was like oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway that is my long-winded answer <laughs> no but thanks you, you explained it to me nice so yeah that concludes our ngp questions man we we definitely got into that one or into these three <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and definitely sign off. Uh, sign out in the in the Discord if you have strong opinions about Squall or anybody else. Uh, you know, love to hear from you guys and and actually have a conversation in, in there. So yeah, de- definitely join our Discord and let us know what you think. For sure. <laughs> well, it is time to jump out of here. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us and an awesome Nintendo gaming community, you can join our Discord group. The description of this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and on Instagram as Nintendo Jump, and we also have a Facebook group. Our episodes are on YouTube. Feel free to leave us a comment about anything we discussed today or any topics that you would like for us to discuss in the future. You can send us your feedback via social media or via email at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, the best way to do so is through our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nintendojump. Another way to support would be by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast app. We would really appreciate it. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Daryl and Kevin, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. I don't know when this became a thing. This is a thing now. Yeah, we know. Bye. Bye.